Off the ball. Somebody says this is bizarre radio. Ice cream on a pancake. Tuna. <laughs> He's brought shame to the whole town, village where he lives. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Alan Quinlan, good morning to you. Morning, lads. How are you? Good. 20 to 9 uh, this morning, and it's a bit more rugby chat, obviously, for the weekend that's in it. We pick up on the point that was been made there about uh, Gavin Coombs. Definitely one of the ones that can feel a little bit hard done by, by not being in the 23 at least. Um, yeah, I think a little bit. Um, but he's um, he's been playing very well, and that's all he can do, really. You know, there's obviously a fair bit of debate. Um, going on I think the quality of the back rows is is um was a very high standard and you know he went back and played last week at three tries 23 carries lots of tackles um and I think it's probably a little bit unfair I've said it a few times about consistency and you've seen that constant energy and all that kind of stuff I think he's he's shown that I think when you when you get up to international level you have to um Sometimes you need a little bit of a steer as to... Obviously, he's big strength. He's, he's physical. He's powerful. He's a real good carrier. But I think the rest of his game has improved dramatically as well. So, yeah, you can feel a little bit hard done by that. He's not getting a chance. You think, would it give him a real confidence booster to to be on the bench and coming off the bench in Rome? Um, but it's the... You know, I think Andy Farrell is, is really respecting Italy and... Mm-hmm. Obviously, the break in between doesn't help players who are thinking we want to get in for the Italian game because everybody had a week off last week. You can refresh, um, uh, but look, he's he's playing very well, and that's all he can do is keep knocking on the door. And if he has a really strong finish between now and the end of the season with Munster, well, he'll get more attention. And I think he, he, I've I know for a fact without. I don't know for a fact, but I know Paul O'Connell so well, and I know that you know he'll be giving him sort of feedback and on what what he wants and needs, and um, what he's seeing at the moment is a really uh, involved Gavin Coombs throughout games for eighty minutes, which is 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 what you want. Um, look at Caelan Doris and just the, the amount of involvement, the carries, the turnovers, the tackles, um, the cleanouts, the breakdown. He's the full package, really, and that's why he's at the level he's at. And people are talking about him in world rugby about how good he is for Ireland. Um, himself and Gavin Coombs would be a frightening prospect playing together, you know. And if Gavin Coombs can keep going, because as I said, you know, he just has that incredible power that we've spoken about, we lacked on occasions before in forward packs. We chat about, like, you know, the player who has slightly underperformed, which has been the case with him, uh, was in the Novembers, whatever it was, against the uh, Murray uh, side that came over and he maybe underperformed and people had sort of written him off. And so he gets the feedback, he takes it away, he works on it, he becomes a better player, he's working on all those things. But isn't there also a reality, because we talk about that in cliches, we say... He got all the he got all the feedback. He worked on his stuff, and he deserves a shot now. But the reality, of course, is that he could go away, work on all the stuff, become the best version of himself, and there still might not be room for him in the squad. It's um, close to yeah, him. no. If you keep, if you keep, yeah, for for World Cup, um, look, it's he's he. I think he'll be in a World Cup squad if he keeps going, um, because I think he gives you that dynamic and and something really really uh, different as regards the power. Um, 
Regardless getting into starting team, it's very difficult because Josh van der Flair, Kellen Doris, uh, Peter Romani, Jack Conan are the perceived four and they've proven themselves and they've obviously a lot of experience and played very well. If there's a little dip, yeah, for sure. He's next kind of knocking knocking on the door. Um, Ryan Baird is is another option at six. He's played really well for Leinster. There, um, he's on the bench at the weekend with Peter O'Mahony. But you know, if you're Peter O'Mahony and you get knocked out of the squad, and Gavin Coombs comes in, it's 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 brilliant for as regards for Gavin Coombs. But you know, it would have been the easy thing to do. It's possibly, yeah, yeah, said, yeah, yeah. You're flying it. Yeah, you're now we, we know what you can we do. Yeah, take a bit of a breather here, and it would have been that was that was kind of thing that stood out for me. It was the easy. It, call they could have put him in, um, but like the way when you're winning. Yeah. And things are going well, and he makes lots of the decisions that he's made in recent times have have worked. And even the balance of the team here at the, the weekend, it's incredible to think that you've Ronan Kelleher, Bundyaki, yeah. Ian Henderson, um, Jack Conan, yeah. and Jack Conan. They're four British and Irish lines. Okay, Ronan Kelleher didn't play, but he got called into the squad, um, and that's the level he's at. Um, you could argue for these four guys wouldn't start if everyone was available, which shows the depth that he's created. So um, he's got to be respectful, and I'm sure Peter Matty wouldn't be too pleased. But I'm sure Gavin Coombs. Um, I love the fact that he went back to the, last week and he he performed. He he looks like he's happy and comfortable in his own skin, and um, probably too much made of the performance of the Ireland A side ag- against um, that New Zealand select in November oh, because like they all played poorly, yeah. you know. And you know, I think even Nick Timoney has suffered a little bit since, you know. And, and but equally, that's the kind of ruthless nature of you that. Have to, like, what do you do if you if you're the coach? You yeah, have to go yeah, on and that's, that's yeah, that's the that's the level it's at, and it, and that's when you hear the word ruthless, the international level, and the opportunities and chances don't come around. So you have to take him, but he's fought his way back and been very consistent. So credit him for that. You mentioned the four inclusions there: Henderson, Cohen, and Kelleheraki, along with the halfback partnership, Casey and Byrne. Like, what's the ultimate goal here for those six this weekend? If they play extremely well, are they in contention to start against Scotland in two weeks? Or is the team just too But that's what Andy Farrell would like, that um, they go out and perform and kind of give him a headache when he's picking the team. And then you're kind of down to split decisions of your gut feeling as regards. You don't want your coach picking you on, on gut. But sometimes it can affect um It can work in your favour if you are one of those players who... um I think with with Tyke Burnout, you you would expect Ian Henderson yeah. to finish out the championship with James Ryan in the second row. Uh, Ryan Baird might well, have something I, to say not, about I, that. You the last few weeks you've been on, you've been very effusive about putting Baird in there. Yeah, I think it would have been a great opportunity, but the problem is Ian Henderson hasn't played games with Ireland recently, mm-hmm. so he deserves. It's a kind of a catch twenty two. I'd love if Ian Burn um, Ian Henderson be started. I I would have started Ryan Baird and say right go out with a, a strong team around you and show us what you can do here we don't know his ceiling yet is um, the thing yeah and I think it's. I think it can be very goals, very right? high I think it can be very very high he's got he's become uh, he's got bigger he's more physical yeah. um, he's incredible athleticism but it's for for Cullum for for all those players like Bundy Aki hasn't played a lot of rugby I'm sure he's been a little bit frustrated with what's gone on at Connacht and uh, not playing a lot of games Um he he's been absolutely brilliant every time he's played for Ireland. So I think he'd look for a big game. Um, Rossburn and Casey, different kind of scenarios for them. They're both really kind of 
on the up and I think Ross Byrne has shown um, and everybody's really pleased incredibly delighted with the, the, the way he played against France and you know for a long period of that game probably 30 minutes of that game looked very controlled composed um, you, I mentioned the word ruthlessness you look back four years ago when they play England and you know he's playing in World Cup warm up and, and then after in the Six Nations is one after that as well where Ireland are pretty dominant in both those games and you know he kind of suffers but as an out half if your forwards are, are not working they're getting physically um, dominated it's very difficult so it's 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 a real win-win situation for them the only danger with going to Italy is you can expect too much sometimes outside yeah. of the group I think Ireland will be unbelievably satisfied with a result here obviously as a coach Andy Farrell and the rest of the coaches want a good performance you know but they've proven in the last 12 months that they're a dangerous side they're a different prospect they can play rugby if you stand off them they can actually hurt you and punish you and uh, it isn't all kind of up in the air and passion and emotion which you know many times I went to France or, or to Italy and that's what I remember being involved in a match one time when Diego Dominguez he kicked the ball off at the start of the game and he kicked it two yards so the referee had to award a scrum they want we Ireland had a scrum yeah, from the kickoff, yeah. so he just kicked the two yards forward. Everybody stopped, and the referee had to reward a scrum because it didn't go ten yards. They wanted to have a scrum against Hammer Ireland straight away. to try and even though they were giving us the scrum, just to go at Ireland physically, say, "Well, we're going to beat you in the scrum, and we're going to attack you up front, and we're going to be so physical today, we're going to make life healthy." That you know that worked to a point, but if you were patient and you matched that physicality, you would wear them out in the end. This team can play rugby, and I think they, they needed Dominguez at out half, which would probably bring. Well, Garbisi is coming back from is yeah, is a really good player. Enough, yeah. You you look at the rest of the, the backline they have: Ignacio Brex, Menoncello, the two centres. They're they're superb players. Pierre Bruno comes in. I look at that backline, and I think there's a fair bit of danger there. Padovani, who scored that try um, last year After against the Wales, run, yeah. yeah. Um, Stephen Varney at nine hesitancy couple of mistakes against France I think if they can you know he's a very good player as well and now I think not alone have they kind of a good robust pack of forwards but they're quite skillful the back row Canone Lamaro and Negri they're they're really mm. top quality so they've proven it they've beaten Wales they've beaten Australia in November they beat Samoa uh, they ran France close so you have to respect them and the biggest challenge here is the complacency thing so it's another challenge for, for Ireland Can I ask you one more just about the back row just the that shuffle so um, Conor obviously at 8 Doris slips across then to the blind side so like you already mentioned about obviously his quality world world class in his normal position but like what are the limitations now when he goes to 6 or like There's no limitations because I just think he's a wonderful footballer So he, he can play but the I same think, game in Yeah position. but I think it's a really good move from um, from Andy Farrell because if Caelan Doris was injured no more and, and you're suddenly springing Jack Conan in a, for a starting match maybe a year or two that he hadn't hasn't done that. Um, he's come off the bench in New Zealand. He's played against one of the top tier nations in a year, I think. Yeah, so him starting a game here, you would hope. I think that the fact is that if there was a problem with 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 Doris, that you now have a guy who has a lot of credit in the bank here, um, and you're just kind of reigniting that bit of confidence again. So 
um, if it happened at a World Cup game. So um, Jack Cohn is still a top quality player. I think he's a load of energy. His his uh, ability to carry is superb as well. So um, and that's one of Gavin Coombs's problems. You have two, three, four players. I experienced it myself in my career. You know the 2009 back row. I was trying to get into the 23, but there's just so much depth and quality of, of players, and it's always happened. So it's it's difficult for him, but for Jack Conan, this is this is a real chance. And um, I think it's a really sh- shrewd, um, shrewd selections. I think the one area, I don't know if I mentioned it to you, was, was Gary Ringrose. If, if Gary Ringrose doesn't play, does that affect, how does that affect your whole attack? Mm-hmm. Um you know, it's Robbie Henshaw's played there and Aki have played in the centre before and done very well. Um, Anton Frisch is someone who's probably showing glimpses and signs that he can be play that position very well. I think he's an outstanding player and, you know, obviously France are, France have been trying to get him back, but I think... You know, he he went on that emerging Ireland tour and he's played really well for Munster, not not just last week, but for for a fair period of time now. So um, he could be someone that could mm. challenge for a World Cup if you're talking about a bolter. But uh, complacency is the key here, and I think Ireland will be very mindful of that. I can imagine Paul O'Connell, well, Andy Farrell, and Paul O'Connell and the rest of the coaches, but hammering it into them. Well, it? yeah, it's just look, and sometimes you can do everything right, and you can get yeah. a flat performance, or things can. But the expectation here this time, you know, I would have been in the last number of years working in these games or being a player. You know, the the feel good factor here afterwards is winning by twenty or thirty points yeah. and getting scoring lots of tries and. Um, getting out of Rome and being happy and joyful this I think tomorrow um, people shouldn't be expecting it could happen that Ireland win by 20-30 points but I think 10-12 point win here is a good result um, yeah well they gave they should have beaten France yeah and I think look maybe that's maybe that'll be to Ireland's benefit they won't in any way underestimate them and I think the selection has reflected that um, Justin Flynn on YouTube says if Coombs wants to improve his Ireland chances he needs to move to Leinster this is the type of uh, banter rivalry that we're here for I know um, would he get on Leinster then with all the players no, so he's no, going I to Doris van der Fleer Conan yeah yeah I know I think he's having a pop enforce changes aside for Scotland would you be making um, any replacements here for that game based on tomorrow? Like, i.e., if someone performs extraordinarily well that's coming into the team, would they stick in the team against Scotland? Or was the France performance just so good that you can't change unless um, you have to, unless it's enforced? It's getting tighter and tighter, and you're getting into a switch situation now that if the team keep performing, it's, it's harder to get it, you know, to it's getting harder and harder to get into that side I think um, and that's difficult for those players coming in isn't it yeah well I think when the the coach sits down and talks to his squad and players and if he's he wants to talk to them and say look that they've got to keep a high level that there's people chomping on on, uh, at the bit here to get into the side and he I think it'd be Andy Farrell would love to have a situation where players feel they're not being dropped but there's a bit of rotation going on and that comes with depth, Cullum. Do you know what I mean? When you have the opportunity to bring in like-for-like players who can bring a little bit of different dynamic, mm-hmm. nobody will want to go out of the side. Um, and that may happen in the next few months. You know, like if Robbie Henshaw plays instead of Stuart McCluskey in, against Scotland or England, well, is there anyone going to say that the team performance is going to dip? Or, 
you know, because McCluskey, you think, is has kind of earned the right to be really in the conversation now, you know. There's a couple of areas, like I said, if Gary Ringrose doesn't play, yeah. um, it's, it's a problem. Um, Ryan Baird, you know, someone who could really um, enhance his chances here if he gets on on Saturday um, to play against Scotland. A different sort of a, a game, probably not be careful what way I say this but you're not playing England that power that South Africa and you could sense that it's going to be um, incredible pace to that game in Murrayfield so the the door is closing a little bit but I think like, yeah. you know but the great thing is the depth on the bench and even if you look at the bench you know you've Dan Sheen coming off the bench yeah. uh, at the weekend Kilcoyne uh, Tom O'Toole did really well against France O'Mahony Baird um you have guys coming off the bench now with experience who feel they should be on the team yeah. and they've legitimate rights to kind of argue that and really make an impact. Every second, uh, every second round, you insist we mention the under twenties um, for whatever reason, Crony. I don't know why that might be, but uh, are you on duty for any? No, of that we're not, I'm not doing the twenties, but. Um, I saw Evan O'Connell uh, in one of the papers this morning saying that the uncle has given him a lot of feedback, clips, sending him clips of sessions that they're doing at the senior level. That's an unbelievable uh, resource to be able to tap into. It is, yeah. It's, it's a very good squad. And I think um, the, the probably the, the, the physical size of some of the players is, is incredible here. Um, and traditionally, you know, we would have been a little bit different um, in the genetics over the years um, yeah. you know England always can pick a big side France always can pick a big side but they're a very good team I think they've played really well in the you know obviously the first one in Wales the first half wasn't their best performance I think the reaction and the resilience they showed in Cork for the second game against France really that was um, a very very powerful good French side and yeah. they probably got away with one there in the end um, with with um, Sam Prendergast penalty at the end but um, going to Italy is another great opportunity for them to grow he's picked the, picked the same team a little bit of continuity which um, I think Richie Murphy has made three, four, five changes in nearly every game I've, I've seen the last couple of years but he's gone for a bit of consistency here and feeling that um, the, the performance in Cork um, they can take something and get better out of that but they're in a great position now to to possibly challenge but the Italy under 20s team is going to be difficult this is going to be really challenging um, they lost narrowly to France in round one and England in round two so um, it'll be interesting but there's some really good players there you know you, you mentioned Sam Prendergast mm. um, the the middle five Dermot Mangan Conor O'Tiernig James McNabney Ruan Quinn Brian Gleeson they're, they're athletes they're they're seriously good rugby they're good, players. They're a good team to watch. Um, the captain is a brilliant player as well, Gus McCarthy and, and Paddy McCarthy, who's Joe's brother as well, has been doing really. So there's a lot of really good players. Um, Evan O'Connell, as you said, being able to chat with his, his, uh, with his uncle and Danny Sheehan, Jacob Sheehan, they're Frankie's nephew. So I keep getting reminded of them if I, <laughs> if if I was doing this. Um, it's probably Donald Lenha now for RT who's going to be getting I'm not sure if Donald is doing the game but um, um, we're obviously sharing the Six Nations version on RT so um, we don't have this one but um, I'm going to Cardiff to do Wales-England so um, but I'll be watching the 20s because I think you know they play a brand 
uh, for anyone who doesn't, you know, has, hasn't seen the first couple of games, it's incredibly exciting. They're they're not restricted in in what they do, if you like. Um, there's a lot of off the cuff. Um, take on your opposite man, run at them, try and keep the ball alive. So the twenties rugby and games have been brilliant so far. Can enjoy the rugby over the weekend? Catch up with you. Cheers, Monday. thanks, Adrian. Thanks, OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.